Blog Talk Radio. You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. Yeah, it's time to shut down that big rig if you can, but most of you have to keep rolling, so we understand that. Welcome to uh, Truth About Trucking Live. It is Thursday, January 16th. 2014. Alan Smith and Donna Smith here with you once again. Appreciate you tuning in uh, as you can or through the archive later. We appreciate it both. And Donna, you're over there all set. And boy, you've got about 50 windows open. Oh yeah, that's that's my thing. Multitasking on the computer. Yeah, you got a show to do now. You're over Hi there, everybody. You're over there emailing and chatting and <laughs> and here we are live on the internet once again so again appreciate everybody tuning in this is our uh, trucking open forum where we just kind of let the caller decide what they want to discuss or talk about uh, if we happen to not get any callers which is very unlikely uh, Donna and I will just blab for a while and just keep the show rolling but anyway we'll uh, Donna you all set over there yeah I'm all all ready to go and uh I don't know. You wanna you wanna start it off tonight, or you want me to start it off? Or I don't know. We'll take a quick uh, quick break and we'll think about it. We already have some callers lined up, ready to roll, and we'll get to them t- to get the thing rolling. But just hang with us and trucking open forum on Truth About Trucking Live. We'll get rolling here in just a minute. Be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live.
Hey everybody, Alan Smith here from Truth About Trucking Live and AskTheTrucker.com, and I want to tell you about TCRG Consulting. TCRG is a division of Transportation Compliance Resource Group, and with over 30 years of compliance and regulatory training and consulting, they are the company that can help you from the very startup of your new trucking commercial business to keeping your company compliant and up-to-date on the ever-changing federal motor carrier regulations. Their goal is to help their clients to comply with the FMCSRs. TCRG Consulting makes your DOT compliance easy and understandable, and they work hard to prevent interruption of your daily operations. So if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. Their services include obtaining DOT numbers, obtaining operating authority, new entrant carrier setup and training, driver qualifications, driver drug and alcohol training, maintenance records, CSA carrier reviews and counseling, data queue filings, plus a whole lot more. Their online special for drivers and owner-operators is offering a yearly consulting service for only $99. So for $99 a year, you have access to online compliance chat, free telephone consultations up to 15 minutes per call, data queue filings, and you'll be able to keep up with the ever-changing regulations with an expert, not the guy or gal in the truck next to you. So for more information, go to their website at tcrgconsulting.com or email Email them at regguy at comcast.net. You can get a quote or ask an online question. So remember, if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. TCRG Consulting, information and assistance to help you comply. Check them out, tcrgconsulting.com. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back, Trucking Open Forum. Donna, I'm just going to grab a caller and see where we go, right? Yeah, he's, uh, they were on here ready to roll, so let's just go and see where we're going here. Area, co- area code uh, 901, uh, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hi, Alan. It's finally glad to talk to you. This is Chris, one of your Facebook friends. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm on my way out here to one of my meetings that I've got to attend to on Thursday night. I figured I'd call you while I'm on the way out there. Well, we're glad you did. What's up? What's going on? What do you want to share with everybody? Well, we got an event coming up here in Memphis, April the 25th. We're going to take some trucks and go to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital here in Memphis. All right, St. Jude. Boy, everybody knows that one. Kind of hard not to miss it, but... You know, this is kind of an idea that I had up at Mid-America, not Mid-America, but the uh, OIDA show in October, because I work with uh, jrbmfund.org, and we were set up next to Trucker Buddy, and St. Jude holds a special place in my heart, Alan. I've lived here in the Memphis area for 36 years, my whole life, and and St. Jude has always held a special place in my heart, along with the Ronald McDonald House. So I kind of took Trucker Buddy's idea of taking trucks to schools and i said well let me see if i can't get this in with the hospital so right after christmas and all the craziness uh i put in an application to, to do an event over there 
And the lady emailed me last week, as a matter of fact, and says, we are excited to have you come out. I've never in my life, and I've been driving 15 years, I've never heard that come out of anybody's mouth, that they're excited to have a show. So this thing has kind of grown and mushroomed into a monster, Alan. I don't know if you followed our Facebook page, but we got a Facebook page called Truckers for Hope, and we keep regularly updated that uh, page. We've got an email, which is Truckers for Hope, uh, sorry, Trucker for Hope, at gmail.com, and we are starting to take donations. We have a PayPal account set up. All of our information, if you want to mail us some, uh, mail us some money, is on our Facebook page. And we are even going to, if you donate money, we are even working on thank you gifts that will come right to your house as soon as the event is over. But I even got <coughs> better news about an hour ago, Alan. What's that? Uh, family friend of ours works for the uh, he's a Shelby County commissioner here who knows for stirring up trouble named Terry Rowland. I seen him yesterday and I told him about the idea and he says I'll tell you what, I won't help you out I'm going to put you in front of the county commission to do a speech and uh, I'm going to try to come out there and I'm going to have my media ladies get in touch with you and to help you out getting it, getting it on the local media and I tell you what, Terry, I, I could not thank him more than enough because he is coming to this event. It was just confirmed an hour ago. So, but this is a way wow. for me. So this is a way for me as a truck driver to not only help improve our image, but also set an example for other drivers to, to go to your local communities and help out organizations like St. Jude or Ronald McDonald House. I mean, it, at least it shows something positive that we're not these one the stereotypical truck drivers. We're not the ones that's topped up on drugs and running people off the road. And, you know, it shows that we are actual human beings that actually do care. Well, yeah, right. And, I, and I, you know, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with your uh, Facebook page, Truckers for Hope, on Facebook. But, you know, St. Jude, that's such a great hospital. I mean, I have relatives over in Forest City, Arkansas. So I've, I've been there and I've spent a lot of time in Memphis. And, you know, St. Jude is, is such a great Great hospital does so much work for kids and everything. What what are y'all going to be doing there now exactly? Share that with us when you're when you're there at St. Jude on April 25th. Well, we're going to take take two trucks there, and I'm going to have ten other people go out there with us, and we're going to set the trucks up, open them up, and there's going to be a person inside the truck to make sure that they don't touch nothing or get uh, injured in any way, and we're going to have one person to lift the children up onto the top step so they could get in fairly easy instead of having to climb. But we also need help with a special project, Alan. We need drivers to take a photo of them with their truck and a short biography. Tell me about, tell us about your family, your work, uh, company driver, owner-operator, and mail it to us because we want to do a big poster board, put these on the poster board and set them up in front of the truck or trucks if we get enough people, but... We will set them up there and show people that, hey, you know, we're just average, normal people that you would not expect to meet on a daily basis. Oh, I think you're on mute, Donna. There Hi. you go. Hi, Chris. This is Donna. How are you? Hey. I can't complain about it any better. I probably need blonde twins to hold it. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I wanted to ask you a question. 
is this like a, a convoy or, or um, you just have designated trucks that are going to be there? Yes, we, ha- we, we can only take two trucks. We cannot take okay. the trailer due, due to the limitation of space, and we can't take no more than two uh, because we're only going to be there for about an hour. And, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I would like to do it longer, but, you know, we're expecting 60, 60 kids to this event, uh, but okay. we don't really know. We don't want to have hard numbers to know exactly how many because children will be in the hospital doing treatment at the time, plus they're going to have chaperones out there. So, I mean, I'm looking to have fun with this and also help better our image, and that's the one thing we need to start improving on is our image because I hear all the time, you know, what can I, we can't do nothing to improve our image. Folks, here's an idea. Pick up the ball and run with it. Well, you, you were included. There was a blog post that uh, Alan wrote, and actually I'm looking at the printout of it. And, um, truck, yep, Truckers for Hope is in the blog post, and I don't know, uh-huh. did you get to read that today? Um, I, I have I, I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I will, when I get back into my office at the house about 9 or 10 o'clock, I will definitely look for it and read it. Okay, because it is about driver image and uh, how drivers are so frustrated about their image. But because of all these um, organ- organizations and movements such as yourself, uh, the the image is actually changing because of social media. People get to read this and see what truckers are doing. Perfect example is uh, truckers against trafficking and uh, missing truck driver and trucker charity uh, meals for 18 wheels. I'm just reading off what what's in the post. Share the road, St. Christopher's, and uh, so uh, what you have to say goes right along with the uh, with the blog post. Uh, I think it was yesterday's blog post or today's. I'm not sure when it went up. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's all these things that, that will uh, change the truck driver image, and especially, you know, there's a lot of traffic, a lot of people go to St. Jude's, and when they see that, that's going to make uh, an impression. Now, these donations you're asking for, um, are these to St. Jude, or how does that work? Yes, ma'am. They're going to go, I'm going to collect them, and they're going to go straight to St. Jude. I'm not keeping one dime of the money. Okay. And uh, let's see. What is the the account for that? What's your email, actually? What, what is your email? Truckerforhope at gmail.com. Oh, at Gmail. And is that the same PayPal? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so it works both for the PayPal and to send you an email. Right, yes, ma'am. Okay, great. And now you said something about the JRB Memorial. Um, This is part of that? No, it's not part of it. I just kind of help out jrbmfund.org. I kind of help them do a few odds and ends and different things. And uh, they are a 501c charity. This is not a 501c charity. This is just some goofy guy that had an attitude and run with the ball. Okay. Okay. So you're just trying to help out St. Jude and, and, and do something for the kids, and and uh, you just need some support on that. Not, yeah, support, yeah. And we're, we're not only doing it for the kids, too, but we're also to help the community as well. I mean, like I said, I lived here all my life, 
Memphis is my heart and soul, and I just want to do something to appreciate and show uh, the, the the citizens that, hey, you know, there are people that do care, and, you know, we can step up and volunteer, and we can help out these children that need us the most. Yeah, well, that's a great part about it because, I mean, you know, everybody knows St. Jude. I mean, you know, uh, the kids that have cancer and HIV and all these things, and they do so much research, and they de- and they depend on donations so greatly. And But, you know, to have the trucks there and have those kids be able I mean, That'd be something I'd like to I'd like to see, you know, get those kids in the trucks and see their see them smile and and they're going through so much. So, man, just keep keep up on that media guy because that that'll that'll be a great help. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had a lot of help with this behind the scenes, a lot of ideas, a lot of suggestions. And you know, something not a lot of people know. Uh, St. Jude, it takes $1.8 million a day to keep the doors open, and they don't ask any family to pay anything back. You cannot No, is that unbelievable. And, mm-hmm. and another thing, too, is the research they're doing not only benefits the kids at the hospital, but they share that information around the world. So a, kid in, a child in India or China or even in, in, over here in, like, Seattle, well, is benefiting from this research because in 1962, the cancer survival rate for children that had cancer or leukemia was 5%. We are now up to 80% survival. So you can't wow. tell me this hospital ain't doing any good because another reason why I want to get back to is i got a two-year-old son who's healthy, and my heart goes out for these kids that are fighting for this. And, and I want to say this, too. If you've got a healthy child or healthy children, please donate. Show these people that we really do care about these children. Yeah, that that'd be great. I mean, I I just hope all the truckers that are listening now or will listen to the archives will send something. I mean, they can send it through uh, your Gmail. They can also um, go to stjude.org and even donate directly right there to the to the hospital. But yeah, I'm I'm with you, Chris, on this one. This is a this is a uh, really a great idea you have, and and uh, I'm not surprised that St. Jude was uh, jumped on it, you know, because I mean they they know the uh, they know the benefits that the kids will get out of that to see those big big trucks, and uh, so that, it's really really a great thing you're doing. Yeah, and and the hospital is facing the Interstate 40, so. If you're going through downtown Memphis and you see the hospital, you know these children looking out and seeing these trucks. But this fall, oh, yeah. I'm planning, this fall, I'm planning another one, and I'm also going to make it bigger. I'm not going to allow the cat to get out of the bag just yet, Alan, but i got to dot some I's and cross some T's out. Oh, yeah. I know. I hear you. Oh, well, I wish I could be there. I don't know what I'm going to be going on on April 25th, but listen, you got to – Make sure you get a lot of videos and a lot of photos. I'm sure you will, because at least I can see it that way. Well, the the thing with the hospital's policy and privacy and the HIPAA laws is that we cannot take uh, pictures while on the property. Otherwise, I would. But when we get out, oh. say, to Petro, uh, we will do it. And when we have news stories, Alan, I will definitely put it on our Facebook page for everybody to see. Wonderful. That's really great. Well, um Thank you so much for sharing all this with us tonight. And uh, is there anything, uh, you know, you want to tell the drivers out there who, you know, how they can help you in any way, any other way than you've already described? 
Uh, if you've got any ideas or suggestions for what else we could do, uh, please email me. Free, feel free to call, uh, email me. Um, you know, we're all the time looking for different weird and wacky ideas. Uh, okay. The, and that's uh, truckerforhope at gmail.com. Yes, ma'am. And the, and, and the, the, post, the poster board, uh, it, we like to get that project coming along. So, I mean, I'm just looking to have fun with this and do it again later on in the fall. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Y'all are welcome, and uh, I've got to get out of here. Y'all have a good night. All right. Sounds good, Chris. Appreciate appreciate you calling in. Uh, um, I mean, you know, everybody knows St. Jude. I've, I've gone by that hospital so many times, and, and, and man, I can't, 1.8 million a day. That's that's unbelievable. I know. Um, I don't even know how they stay open, I but they've been there. They have been around. I mean, everybody knows St. Jude. St. Danny Thomas, I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. was really. Uh, well, and then his uh, daughter Marlo Thomas. Marlo Thomas, yeah, yeah, so, that's, that really helped them kick it off. But. So, drivers, if you have a pick in a bio and you want to send it to um, to to put on the poster board for this. It's uh, truckerforhope at gmail.com, and and they'll put you up on the poster board so that these kids can all see a picture of a truck and a short bio of yourself. And they're also on Facebook as Trucker for Hope. Yeah, you can you can probably just send it to them on Facebook also. Yeah, because you had them, like you said, you had them in the in our uh, our the post that we put up uh, day before yesterday, I think goes exactly along with what you're talking about, the driver image, just like you were saying. Yep. <laughs> so, sounds good. And, uh, you know, there, there's actually quite a bit of stuff going on, you know. You, you think, well, sometimes it gets kind of quiet out there and not for sure what's going on, but if you do a little bit digging, uh, you know, people's always, some, something's always going on in trucking. So, but things like this is such a good idea and and just going to benefit the kids and the hospital and, and um you know, that's what social media is doing too, Donna. We talk about that all the time. You know, how social media is 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 uh, really helping uh, not just drivers but the industry as a whole with with the image and and showing that you know, like Chris was saying, you know, hey, you know, we're just drivers. You know, we're just like everybody else trying to make a living, but we're doing trying to do things for good too. Well, that's that's. You know, the whole thing with social media in the last year or so is this um, expression, people, people's expression of their views, their convictions. And, uh, I mean, it's just taken off incredibly. I mean, even LinkedIn is putting out a lot more, uh, putting out a lot more than, than they used to on things like this. It used to be just kind of targeted to businesses, but now you'll see a lot of um uh, what would you call it you know benefits for others i think even one post on linkedin is what what could you do for others so there's this big movement and i think a lot has to do with people opening their eyes they look at the economy and they they look at other people's hardships and they're not so focused on themselves if you remember like 10 years ago it was such a me 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 society that we had and everybody was so self-absorbed and now with with everybody you know really struggling 
and it's really hit just about everybody. I mean, you, from corporate all the way down. And um, I think people are a lot more compassionate. It, it almost reminds me of after um, 9-11. Do you remember how much nicer people were to one another? Uh, yeah. It was like a reality set in that tragedy could happen at any moment. And all of a sudden, you know, people were just more willing to help and, and help one another. So I, I think this is an example, this and a lot of the other movements that are going on within social media, um, specifically Twitter and Facebook. There's a lot of groups on Facebook um, that are starting up such things like, um, you know, I, I named off some of them before, just that recent one, that Meals for 18 Wheels, you know, people cooking to help other people as they're in the truck stops, you know, and, and they, they're away from their family. Um, Trucker Charity has Operation Roger, Roger and they get uh, people home. The Missing Truck Driver Alert Network locates missing truck drivers um, and sends them, you know, either help uh, if they're sick or something, locates them. Uh, when nobody else could really locate them, not even law enforcement, because it's like looking through a, a for a needle in a haystack. Then you've got your truckers against trafficking, uh, which is an unbelievable movement that started about three or four years ago, um, uh, stopping the atrocities of human trafficking, and truckers are actually making phone calls. Now, here's an interesting stat on that one that I just happened to read today. Up until 2012, uh, there was only a handful of drivers that called in if they noticed suspicious activity going on in a truck stop. And by suspicious activity, uh, we mean uh, forced uh, prostitution. In other words, if somebody is forced into uh, prostitution, if, if they look like you know they're scared or they don't talk or they have bruises, things like that, or they're extremely young, um, there was a handful of people who would call in with that kind of suspicious activity. Now, since 2012, and since truck drivers has, have come on board with this, uh, there have been over 700 phone calls. Wow. Yeah. So that that's making a huge difference. Uh, people are, you know, more involved with the with the situations of other people in life. So. Well, what you're saying, even with the uh, even with the economy as bad as it is, and so many people struggling, there's uh, more and more charities popping up through trucking right. social media. <clears throat> that's right, and more people. I think when 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 I think this is part of humanity. When things are going great, you tend not to notice what's going on. When something hits your life you start to pay more attention to what's really going on out there. And no matter how bad your life is, you're always going to read or hear or know someone who's going through things tougher than you. And it's out of your own, um, what would you call it, want that people end up giving more. Um, because I think they can empathize more. You know, it's hard to have empathy when, you know, you just, you know, you're in your own little bubble of life is great. So uh, we, we have a, a big sensitivity, I think, going on uh, right now with uh, with everything. 
Well, I think it's just a good thing he's doing. April 25th, St. Jude Hospital, Memphis, uh, Tennessee. So uh, that's uh, a good way to start off start off the show this evening with something good and positive. We were looking through um, kind of what's going on through uh, in the industry and the news and everything. There's quite a bit actually going on. The medical cards, FMCSA is having the listening sessions. Uh, you know, one thing that caught my eye was this representative, Hannah, uh, you know, introducing this True Safety Act to turn back the clock on the new HOS rule. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. I, but I saw I, he has like they have like fifty three fifty three co sponsors on this thing. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I guess pretty much what they're saying is that they didn't um, do enough research to prove that these um, the HOS rules would actually uh, not hurt the safety uh, the industry. So. Now they're calling for, you know, more studies, and uh, we'll see what happens with this. Um, he's actually, you know, turned out to be quite the trucker's friend uh, because there's a lot of drivers that are very upset over the new um, hours of service uh, uh, regulations. And given their reasons, they say it puts more pressure on them, not less, that they really feel that it, it it's more uh, or less safe now with all the pressure. I mean, you know, I'm not a driver. It's it's you know, it it's hard for me to relate. You are. So, um I don't well, know. I wish they would. I wish they'd turn it back. That little 30-minute break after 8 hours driving me nuts. Yeah, and you know, the other thing is is the sleeper berth. Um people are calling for the sleeper berth uh to to change and um, I don't know it's it's just a the main thing that I read from what drivers say is look I know when I'm tired but I guess you know on the other hand there's people and there's always going to be people who try to you know push themselves you know to drive even when they are tired so you know there has to be some kind of regulation in there um, well I don't think there's any way. Uh, FMCSA, Ann Farrow, whoever, whoever, Congress. I don't think there's any way you can regulate uh, all the millions of drivers in in a situation like this. It's just not going to happen because it, it's not reality based. You know, I mean, there's there's schedules, there's times, uh, there's there's uh, traffic jams, there's accidents, there's roadblocks, there's road construction. You know, I mean, it may be on the books, but there's a lot of things on the books, but it it doesn't fit into reality in real life. And well, the, there's no way they're going to fully regulate that. I mean, you go back to this little silly little 30-minute break. I mean, uh, I could say a lot just about that, but the way the hour the HOS were were was working, and and that's what this representative guy do basically what OIDA. And everybody else was saying they didn't do the proper research, you know, and and not to mention that it was going to raise the national shipping costs uh, in the trucking industry by like 375 million per year. So I'm going to kind of keep my eye on this. This will be interesting to see if this representative Hannah can get this thing through. Yeah, well, we'll just keep our eye on it. I think 53. Uh, what is it? 53 co-sponsors? Is that what it? What 53 co-sponsors. Yeah. So I wouldn't That's mind them saying to go back to change, but you know. Every time there's a change, everybody kind of gets aggravated because you're you're used to what you've already been doing, and the way the HOS were 
we're, we're working just fine. Safety, but I think uh, you know all these people sitting in these offices have to come up with something to keep their jobs. <laughs> so they every, every it seems like every every three or four or five years they have to start they have to make some big major change. But we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. We'll go to area code two one zero, and uh, welcome welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, good evening, this is Jeff. How you guys doing? Hi, Jeff. Jeff. How are you? I'm all right. Sorry I didn't call in sooner. Actually, somebody called me and uh, put a mechanical issue on their truck, and I had to kind of walk them through it a little bit, so we got that handled, and now I'm able to call you guys and everything. So, oh, yeah, great. When a friend calls for help, when a friend calls for help and everything, I'm going to try to lead them in the right direction. Well, that goes right along with what we were talking about. You know, people have a lot more compassion nowadays for one another and, you know, trying to help one another out and, Sometimes it's because of, uh, you know, uh, like we were we were relating to the economy, people struggling, and it just creates a lot more compassion that that wasn't there before. Because you know you probably do that anyway, but we're seeing a lot more of it uh, with all these groups coming up, and you know people trying to find ways to help other people. It's it's really quite nice to see. Uh, so no, I'm yeah. glad you took the time to to help somebody out. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, that, I got to meet up with Kari Fisher yesterday and Kari and Lee, so I want to give them a shout-out. Enjoy getting to meet up with them yesterday, too. That was a good time. Oh, good. So I finally got to meet them in person and everything else. But, yeah, but, I mean, it's it's one of those things like in today's economy. I mean, one thing I remember doing back, especially back when I was an owner-operator, I did a lot of bartering back then. I mean, if uh, somebody needed uh work on their truck and their wife knew how to do some, uh, you know, clerical work as far as help me with my uh, issue reports and stuff like that, you know, let her do that kind of work, and then I would uh, do some other stuff or whatever. You know, there was a lot of exchange going on back then. If you get to know the right people that uh, will uphold their commitment, you can get a lot of uh, get a lot done that way, too. And it'll see it's a win-win for everybody. Well, you know, bartering really years ago used to be, like, really common. Uh yeah. I mean, it was mostly everybody. Tell me what you're looking for, that. Yeah. Okay. Ellen's over here at my computer fumbling around. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the bartering was, was very popular, and I do notice uh, a big a big turn, like with, you know, people people saying, well, you know, I can't afford this, but I can give you this, and, you know, hey, it's money. I mean, in a way, you were going to spend it yourself, uh, on that, so now you know you get something in return. That's exactly it. I, I think uh, if, if people put their heads together and a little bit more proactive, we'll probably see more of that going on. Because I mean, it's uh, you know, granted times are tough right now. I mean, there's no question about that. A lot of people are hurting financially, and I, I know that, especially being I work in this industry myself, and I see it around me every day out here. But if people will uh, will start putting their heads together, I think we can get a lot more done instead of. Uh, you know, contributing so much infighting and everything else that's going on. I think if we take a little time to think about things, I think we can get a lot more accomplished uh, collectively. So, but oh yeah, one thing I one thing I wanted to talk about tonight, just to kind of give people some food for thought too. Um, you know, there's a lot a lot of things we're in trying times in this industry, like I sort of touched on just a second ago. But mm-hmm. we all have to ask ourselves, when was the last time we actually took a real vacation and got the hell away from our jobs? 
don't care if it's trucking, construction, or anything else. When's the last time anybody's ever taken a real vacation and just got the hell away from reality for a while just to clear their head? I mean, trust me, it's actually uh, a wise thing to do when it comes to your uh, your own sanity and your mental health and everything. I mean, a lot of people don't think about that. Of course, in this industry, I don't count going to a truck show as a real vacation. That's to me, that's too job related. You're not really getting away from work when you go to a truck show. A truck show is no. for a purpose, but it's not a vacation. But, you know, a lot of people do look at those truck shows as vacation because it's probably just a few days they have to get away. And, you know, they look at it as um associate you know, meeting up with friends and having a good time. They go out to eat. So yeah, well, I, mean, I it's, guess it's just... But you're talking now. about a real getaway. Yes. I mean, it's, uh, I'm talking about getting away, maybe taking the family on a cruise or whatever, and I know people are going to probably start, oh, I can't afford to go on vacation. Well, let me tell you, I know if a company driver who lives out in, uh, out in Oregon who has, uh, him and his wife have five kids, and uh, they take, he takes his family on a very nice vacation at least once a year. But the biggest reason they can afford to do that is they have no debt outside the mortgage on their house. Their uh, vehicles and everything are all paid for, and they know how to manage their money very well. They're very disciplined people. And, uh, you know, the wife works, and also the kids, they uh, they work and earn money around the house. And everything. So he's instilling a good work ethic in the kids and just reminding them, like, you know what, if we all keep working here, we're all going to get to go on a nice vacation here at the uh, sometime next year. You know, we just have to keep uh, working together, so... I mean, there's ways to do it. And of course, like in my case, I'll put a certain amount of money away in a vacation fund. So whenever I decide to book a cruise, um, I can just pay cash for it and so forth. We're talking about going with the balcony cabin and uh, everything else, like what Debbie and I did back when we went back back in November. I mean, uh, we had everything paid for about a year before we ever went on it. And uh, it's easy to do if uh, people think about it, think about where the priorities are at. It's like, okay, next time you're eyeing something at the Chrome shop that's going to cost you a few hundred bucks. I'm like, well, okay, that's to me, that's like a frivolous expense. You know, invest in your family and their well being and everything. Give them something to look forward to. I mean, you know, I'm probably. Well, you know, you said the whole the, the whole thing that you just said was, and, and this, this is the discipline that comes along with it to put yes. X amount of dollars for this, and it's all if how much does it mean to you? So you figure yeah. out, okay, let's say you lose a week's pay. Let's say you're not getting paid, so you you have to tag that on to it. And yeah. then you you figure how much you're going to spend on vacation. So let's just say, hypothetically, the whole thing is $1,500. So how much a week do you have to save up to come up with $1,500? And is it... Worth it for you, and of course, I just came up with fifteen hundred. I mean, it could be a thousand, could be two thousand. I don't know. Um, could be three thousand, but whatever it is, you figure it out and say, okay, is that worth it to me to put, say, you know, forty dollars a week away towards this event? And that's yeah, what it amounts to. It's how important is it? Yeah, fifty bucks a week times. Uh, 30 is 1500 bucks, you know, and that 1500 bucks. I mean, not every vacation has to be uh, something expensive. I've seen a lot of the best memories that uh, created with families uh, just taking off and spending a week at the, uh, you know, at a cabin by the lake or uh, 
just out there fishing and taking in nature, just leaving the laptop and the uh, cell phones and everything else behind and just getting away from it all, you know. And uh, some of the best memories get created with that, especially when the family gets connected with each other and with nature, so to speak. That's just a prime example of a uh, vacation that could be done on the cheap, you know, or else if you uh, really wanted to, you know, spruce things up, maybe go on a cruise, especially if the wife is working, you have two, two incomes coming in, and you both want to make this happen, you can do it. And, uh, of course, it's also one of those things, too. Like, I know guys that are, uh, if they have major work they have to get done to their trucks, they'll schedule that work to be done during that time they're off so they can get all that knocked out but still be accessible by phone to where if uh, the shop needs to get a hold of them, uh, they can approve a repair or whatever they got to do. I mean, there's, it's, how, it's a question of how bad do you want to uh, enjoy that time. I mean, because I see so many families in this industry that uh, probably haven't had to be taken a real vacation together and gotten away from everything in probably the better part of 10 or 15 years now. And it's like, what kind of, what kind of a life is that? Well, yeah, I want to ask a question. Um, for you're an OTR driver, a company yes. driver. Do the do the companies give you paid vacation? I know Alan gets paid vacation, but he drives uh, interstate. Yeah, after you've been there. Yeah, I, yeah, I get I get paid vacation. That's average on the amount of miles that I uh, run every week. You know, so I mean, it's uh, and I do run pretty hard out here. So yeah, it amounts to a pretty decent uh, you know weeks weeks pay for during my time off and everything. But I know. Uh, a lot of owner-operators that uh, when I was an owner-operator, I used to take vacations, too, and I busted myself for them. So it can be done. It's just a matter of discipline. I mean, Debbie's an owner-operator, and she busted herself to go on the same vacation that we went on back in November as well as our week we took off for Christmas and New Year's like we did. I mean, uh, it can be done. I mean, uh, a lot of times the owner-operators uh, that I know will often uh, pay themselves um for that, uh, you know, as an employee of their own corporation, they'll pay themselves for that week they're down, and I mm-hmm. do that too. Yeah, it's all a, it's all a part of planning. If you run if you run the full year, and like Donna came up fifteen hundred dollars, you could have a decent little vacation for fifteen hundred bucks. If you run if you run all year, you just I mean you. You, th- that would be twenty nine dollars a week you'd have to put aside, and, you, and at the end of the year you'd have fifteen hundred bucks. So it's just a matter of planning, and it's a whole lot easier to put twenty nine dollars a week away than try to come up with the entire fifteen hundred at the end of the year. So it's all about well, planning. That's exactly. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, uh, and it's like if you have the right discipline, you can actually, you know, do some really nice vacations, like I say. But then I know there's a lot of last minute uh, cruise deals that you can take for. Uh, was it like a five-day cruise for three or four hundred bucks a person? I know. You know all your uh, all your food in there. All your food. The only thing you got to pay for is whatever you uh, want to buy as far as souvenirs and whatever alcoholic beverages you might want. So, uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, uh, if you if you know the date you're taking your vacation, and yep. you you get you get on one of these sites. I think one of them's called Last Minute Cruises or something like that. And yeah. you can put in, if you're ready to roll, got your passport, got your suitcase packed, and they'll come up, like you said, with a five-day cruise for about $300 a person, all meals paid, um, all the entertainment. Like you said, the only thing you have to pay for is your alcohol and any excursions that they, you know, stop off if you want to, you know, do exactly. whatever. But 
But that's unbelievable. Um, but like I said, if you take off and you know exactly when you're going to be available and you put in for one of these things, you can get unbelievable deals on these things. Yeah, that's exactly it. You just got to do your research on that and everything. And, I mean, uh, you know, it's done uh, Debbie and I both a lot of good to get away from our jobs and everything and clear our heads. That way we come back with a lot better attitude and uh, we're more focused and uh, everything else. I mean, because a lot of, these, a lot of people out here – they keep pushing themselves and pushing themselves and never even thinking about uh, having that time away to clear their heads. I mean, it's uh, it may cost a bit of money, but it's money well spent, especially if it uh, helps improve the family family life and the relationship with the kids and everything too. But then, uh, but like I like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of uh, great vacations that can be taken on the cheap, and uh, still a lot of great memories to be created with the family and all that. I mean, it's uh, you can't take it for granted. Your family's always going to be there, you know. I mean. Uh, in the blink of an eye, anything can change. That's why I encourage people to try to uh, make that quality time while they have an opportunity to do so. Yep, I totally agree. I guess we could put that in the category of trucker uh, trucker health, huh? Well, going take care wellness, of yourself. Yeah, well, health and wellness. I mean, there's a number of ways to look at it. I mean, I, I mean, admittedly, I take. Uh, you know, Debbie and I take about four or five different vacations over the course of a year's time, but that's something we planted around uh, getting trucks repaired and something like that. You know, we, we took that one trip up in the upper Midwest back in uh, September. And uh, another thing, too, I'll tell people, um, I, I rented a Mustang convertible, a Mustang GT convertible, to go on a, a week-long trip that Debbie and I took for $250 through uh, a website that I used. $250 unlimited mileage, and Debbie and I had the time of our lives running around in the uh, upper Midwest taking it all in with the top down. We had a wonderful time out there. I mean, if you look hard, where were you? Deals like that. We, we were in the upper Midwest where Debbie is from. Oh, upper mid. Uh huh. We went up to Duluth, Minnesota, and then uh, went over to Fargo and just kind of ran around over at Rochester, the Twin Cities area. She wanted to show them where she grew up and everything. So we had a really good time. I mean, uh, between that and finding good deals on hotel rooms and things of that nature, you can uh, really uh, take a really good vacation on the cheap out here and have a hell of a good time. Well, I know we're due for one really soon, and I. Uh, matter of hey, fact, not, we were just talking about it today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have uh, I have thirty days coming. I haven't taken a day yet, but I'm, I take them in ten day spurts. So my first ten days going to be in April. I know that. So. Yeah, we were just talking about, hey, what, what, what are we going to do in April? But, you know, it's like I said a minute ago, Jeff, it's all about planning, you know. I mean, we're already planning. Well, we started planning a while back, you know, because when April rolls around, I don't want to be sitting here going, okay, well, we need to come up with this much money, you know. Start planning now, putting it away, and when April rolls around, we'll have it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you one, one suggestion I can make in your guys' case, uh, you could probably even uh, – you know, pack the car and uh, make a uh, trip down to Key West from where you're at, too, and just go down there and spend a few days taking it all in and having a good time. I mean, go and enjoy some well, time you know, you, and... you would think so, okay? But, you know, Key yeah. West, we're in Florida, is about, what, 10 hours? It's still a 10-hour yeah, trip. Yeah, it's still a good 10 hours, 10 or 11. It's, it's a wait. I uh, mean, it's five and a half, six just see, for us to get to Miami. It's five. So Yeah, it's about, it's, yeah, it's about another, nine, another, nine, ten hours. Mm-hmm. It's, another, it's another four and a half hours to drive from Miami to Key West. I mean, I've done the trip 
many times. But, I mean, it's just, uh, but I mean, it's yeah, within so- reach by car where you don't have to worry about flying in from anywhere else. I mean, you can still do it if you uh, want to. I mean, you can make a day's drive down there, but it's been about three or four or five days down there just uh, clearing your head and enjoying yourself. Maybe do like oh, a yeah. short no, you could. Trip oh, yeah, it's a blast. We, we, went, we went to, uh, a while back, we went to Key Largo and spent. Mm. A few days down there. That was one of the best vacations we had. I think so. Yeah. Went, went out there and went snorkeling and and. Uh, but I, I, I'm with you when it comes to just getting away from that truck and that trucking for a while, man. After you, you just got to get away from it. And I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to talk about it. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't, you know, Debbie, Debbie and I don't do uh, trucker cruises or anything like that. It's like the idea of vacation is to get completely away from work. I mean, completely not as bills. I mean, I only want to. I only want to see a truck when I'm on vacation. That's part of why. <laughs> yeah. That's part of why. That's part of why a cruise has so much appeal to me. About the only truck I'm going to see is uh, whoever's bringing the food and beer onto the ship, which is going to be kind of a reassuring feeling, knowing that I'm going to be able to party while I'm out there. And the fuel tanker that's putting fuel into the cruise ship. So at least you know we're going to be able to get where we're going and back. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Not the only trucks I care to see when I'm on vacation. Otherwise, let me have a good time. I don't want to see another freaking truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he he sounds just like me, doesn't he, Donna? Yeah, I know. I told him once. I was talking to him. I said, yeah, yeah you can me Alan because when, you know, when he wants to go away, that's it. He doesn't want yeah. To... I mean, I'll start planning a vacation. Donna will say, hey, you want to go to the Dallas Truck Show? And I go, what? <laughs> I don't want to go look well, at trucks right. on my vacation. It's funny, it's because I mean I work out of Tampa, so I mean I go to I go back and forth, back and forth to Tampa every day, all week long. So on my days off, I'll, I'll ask Donna, well, what do you want to do? And she'll say, I don't know. You want to go to Tampa? <laughs> I say, you got to be well, kidding me. You, well, I'll tell you another close place that Debbie and I've taken a liking to. That's not that far of a drive from where you guys are at. Is uh, Port Canaveral? It's just uh, too east of Orlando out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's not too far from us. That's about two and a half hours. Yeah, we go. We go there. Yeah. We go to Cocoa Cocoa Beach, and uh, where's that place we go? We went, Donna, that we really liked. Uh, Satellite Beach. Satellite. We went to Satellite Beach. That last place we went, we stayed on the little, you know, cottage there. I know. I can't remember. I can't but it's right near Cocoa. Yeah, and it's right around uh, right around Port Canaveral. But there's so much stuff to do over there. It's and boy, you talk about relaxing. That's that's a great place over there on the east coast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Debbie and I enjoy our time in uh, Miami. We went down there back in May for a birthday. I took her down there to get away for a bit. And uh, so we spent about, a, about four or five days down there, you know. It was nothing like just uh, sitting there soaking up the sun and having a cold drink in our hand. We were just uh, just so in heaven, just not having a care in the world. We had a lava rock massage and all that stuff done. And uh, then we got, got to uh, go have dinner on our birthday. We went to a place called... Uh, Rock and Roll Ribs, which is owned by the drummer of uh, Heavy Metal Band Iron Maiden, uh, Nico Brain, actually, is the guy's name. He uh, told about some of the best baby back ribs you could ever sink your teeth into. My God, man, fall off the bone. Good service, good prices, and just uh, 
whole different atmosphere, you know. It's like you go in there and you get to see what looks like a, a makeshift stage, and they have videos of concerts playing on the uh, big screen and everything. And it's kind of a cool atmosphere getting to drink uh, a Trooper beer, which is marketed by the band Iron Maiden and everything else. I mean, uh, it was kind of a cool experience. We had a good, We always go down there every time we go to the Miami area. We're, we're hitting up rock and roll ribs. I think those people are going to notice on a first-name basis after a while. Oh, there's every yeah, there's everything down in Miami and Fort Lauderdale and all over the place. I mean, there's so there's so many things to do right here in this country. You know, Donna Donna's never been to California. I got to get her to California. There's so many places she wants to see. And but uh, I mean, there's so so many fun things to do right here and you know right here in America. So that's how we plan our vacation where where we want to go next. But like I said earlier, and like you said, Jeff, it's all about planning. You know, don't wait till the last minute and go. Oh man, we we got to come up with fifteen hundred bucks. I mean. Stick, you know, stick twenty five dollars a week away for the year, and you'll have it. Yeah, well, that's exactly. We just uh, set aside a vacation fund. Is all all people have to do. I mean that, and uh, you know, it's nothing like taking a little mini vacation down the road, which I do pretty regularly out here myself. I mean, just get away from the truck for a little bit and uh, enjoy it. Like a thirty four hour reset, I can make one hell of a nice mini vacation out of that too. And I've done it out in Vegas. I don't even gamble, man. I've had a lot of fun in Vegas. <laughs> oh, Vegas is so much fun. That's because of all the excitement going on. You know, there's always all the lights. It's kind of like going to New York City, you know. You just look up and there's lights and people and action, uh, just yeah, the electricity I, alone. I, I, that's I my it, kind of vacation, too. I mean, I, I really it, like yeah, a I lot of drivers will drop dri- drivers will drop their chip on their shoulder about New York City and get to look at it from a, uh, a tourist angle. They'd really enjoy it. I mean, I love going to Manhattan and... Times Square and Central Park and all that. I've gone into uh, Brooklyn and probably had some of the best pizza I could ever sink my teeth into. Oh, my God. So the best what? The best pizza. Oh, pizza. Oh, oh Brooklyn is known for their pizza, it, much more so than Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Well, there's just Brooklyn, so much, Brooklyn's I mean, a great place. Things. Yeah, but if, if drivers will just try to uh, differentiate uh, driving a truck into New York City... As opposed to going in there on the, uh, from the angle of the tourists, I mean, getting to go see the Statue of uh, Liberty. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to taking Debbie out there at some point to show her around. I mean, I've been to New York a few times. I have family up there, so trust me, I I do want to go out there and show uh, her around. And we're gonna go see everybody. The everybody should go there. Should go there at yeah, least I once. I agree. I mean, like in San Antonio, where I live, there's a lot to do there too. So it's like. The driver gets down there for a few days. It's like, you know what? Get away from the truck stop. Get your cab. Go downtown. Enjoy yourself for for a day or so. Just get the hell away from the truck for a while. Yeah, go down to the Alamo. Hey, I wanna I wanna ask while you, I got the two of you guys, two of you drivers on here. I I've got to ask a question over this medical certificate. Are you are you aware, Jeff, how they extended that thing to 2015? That self, uh, what do they call it? Self-certified. Self-certification. Self-certification. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm aware. Of All that of a sudden, <clears throat> yeah, they extended it, but Alan, there's like this contradiction. Maybe you guys can explain it to me. Um, <clears throat> you still uh, have to provide medical certification by the end of this month. So where yeah. is the extension? I don't understand. It depends. It might have something to do with the enforcement aspect of it. I'm not really uh, sure about that. I know I got a message on my Qualcomm from my company the other day that they had two more weeks, but 
I've already submitted my paperwork, so I'm pretty much good to go on that. But I think they're trying to remind anybody that has not done anything about it yet to get on the ball and do it. So, uh, you yeah, know, I think you're right. I think it all. Yeah, I think it all has to do with enforcement. I mean, they want you to do it anyway. So if you're in, if you're in a state, if you live in a state that doesn't have the system set up yet, uh, you still have to go there uh, by January 30th, end of this month and at least report in and give them the information they need. That way, if you're pulled over in another state that is on the system, uh, well, the way it's supposed to work is they'll be able to see that at least you uh, you have reported into your state, although they're not on the system yet. But I can already see problems coming along with that because you're going to be you, – you may be pulled over and they're going to check and they're going to say, well – we're we're not showing you ever reported to your state, and you did, and so I can already see problems with that. So my suggestion to everybody, if you live in a state uh, that's not on the system, when you go there to report in and give them the information, get something in writing from that DMV office saying that you have reported in and done what you're supposed to do, and that will give you a piece of paper that you can give the officer in the, in the other state that you may get stopped in, uh, you'll have a piece of paper to prove that, you know, you you did go in and report like you were supposed to at least. So, I well, mean, you see go. what I'm saying, Don? Yeah. If you go in your uh, driver's license office and uh, give me, you know, let them make a copy of that paperwork for their records, and then uh, if they give you some kind of receipt, that's probably your best option. I mean, don't just depend on the idea of uh, mailing it in and hoping like hell to get in there and hunky-dory because uh, – you know, your driver's license may be downgraded to a Class C. You may not even know it. And the last thing you want to do is get home and find, and find a new driver's license in your mailbox or a notice saying that it's been reduced to a Class C. Then you have to go through all the rigmarole of getting your CDL back and everything. It would not be fun. Yeah, I would I would not walk out of that DMV office unless I had uh, a paper or uh, copies like you said proving that I was there and I did report in and I mean if you don't if you don't sure enough you're going to get stopped in a state that is on the system and they're going to look it up and they're not going to see anything so better don't walk out of that office unless you have that paper in hand you got to have something because we all know how this is going to go down <laughs> well that's exactly we're going to hear we're going to hear a lot of drivers uh, playing the role of victim when they didn't say when they had to head up their ass and they didn't think what the hell was going on well, yeah, because I think what they're going to do is they're going to say to themselves, and this is what confused me, it, oh, I don't have to, I have till 2015. But that's not what it's saying, and, and that's why I got confused <coughs> when I read it. And uh, Well, they've extended it, they've extended the enforcement where, I mean, as long as you, if you live in a state that isn't on the system, but you go down before the end of this month and get it all squared away, and then if you get stopped in a state that is enforcing the system, they can look in the system and see that you at least reported in your state that's not on the system, and, and you, won't, you won't receive a citation. Well, that's just crazy. But so, like so. I said, you better get a piece of paper from your DMV office because, sure enough, drivers are going to get stopped, and they're going to tell that officer, hey, I did go in, I did report it, and that officer is going to say, well, we're not showing anything on the system, and <laughs> I can see it coming now. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's best to be uh, proactive, be prepared, instead of having to deal with the heartache of losing your CDL and then uh, 
you'd have to go find a line of work and go through all that to get it back. I mean, I just, uh, yeah, I just wish it was more uniformity where it was uh, enforced uh, throughout the whole nation equally to where uh, there wouldn't be any variance to state to state where it would cause so much confusion. Yeah, I don't know why all the states aren't uh, set up. I mean, Florida's set up. I'm like you. I've already, I, I took care of this six months ago. I just did it online. A lot of the states yeah. you couldn't do it online, but it's real easy. Just go down, and I'm sure they're going to give you some kind of copy of something. So, uh, you know, but like I said, don't walk out of that DMV office unless you have a piece of paper proving that you did at least report in if you're in a state that isn't on the system yet. So it's something that uh, can be taken care of and handled by drivers easily if, if they just do it. So don't let yeah, them don't let it come back and bite you. There's no there's no yeah, reason they, for it to come back and bite you. Well, that's well the whole I, thing. Uh, the three three words of wisdom: cover your ass. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly because we're dealing with the government now. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, I have another another question. Um, has uh, has Deb mentioned anything? Um, there was the FMCSA listening session about uh, the the new process for owner operators applying for their own authority. Did did you guys get to listen to that? We Alan was working and I didn't listen to it, and uh, I'm trying to keep up on it. Uh, has she mentioned anything about the? Um, because she's an owner operator, of course, it won't affect her as yep. of yet. Uh, they are, this is for new ones, though, right? This is for new ones, well, but it could be for people who already have it uh, later. You know how they start out? They start out one way and then they, you know, go down another road. Has well, she talked yeah, about that? Was, uh, I think no. I think what you're talking about is those owner operators that run their own authority. I'm talking about. Uh, and Debbie is actually leased onto her own, uh, leased onto a company, even though the truck and trailer is hers. Oh, okay. It's true. So it's, yeah, it, you got to remember, there's different categories of owner operators. You have the full blown independents, and you have the uh, owner operators that are leased to companies that have their own equipment leased to the company. So, yeah, so you're, you're uh, talking see. about the you're talking about the pure independent, Donna. Kind of like what we were yeah. when we had the moving business. Right. Yeah, exactly. we were totally independent, but this thing could also spread to exi- you know businesses and uh, you know not just motor carriers, but uh, motor carriers and uh, freight forwarders and brokers and household goods and and everything. So that's kind of a uh, I don't know. You you kind of had a good point, Donna, where this is almost uh, a form of trying to regulate the industry. Right. How it went. Um, More. Like it was. <laughs> More like, than it already is. Well, like like there was, uh, you know, trucking was regulated. What What is the year, guys? Back in the 80s? No, that was in the 80s. Under, until, until 1980 is when they deregulated as far as the uh, lanes that you can run and the uh, rates that were set for everybody and everything like that. That's, right, 1980 and prior were pretty much the golden years of trucking. You know, you can ask a lot of the old timers down here. That's back when you were... Uh, able to actually make a really good living as an owner-operator out here. The fuel wasn't near as expensive and uh, everything else. And there's a lot of um, a lot of history about that, you know, because once, uh, once it got deregulated, you had a lot of large companies coming in there and uh, cut the rates when the rate competition came about and everything else. Yeah, that was all under Reagan. So, so do you think, guys, do you think this is uh, <clears throat> part of a way to bring back Regulation making it tougher. Oh, like I said, I, I think it's a, gonna, uh, 
I don't know if it's going to be like uh, like they have a set and read some lanes again like they used to. I mean, I don't think it's going to be uh, anything like that anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's there's probably we got to do more research and figure out exactly what it is and everything. I mean, I haven't really well what it is myself admittedly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you could loosely say it's a form of regulation, but what it is is it's just basically making it's basically making sure if you, if you're going to be an independent, if you're going to be a business or a broker or a freight forwarder or whatever, uh, you have to take a test proving that you un, that you understand the regulations. Yeah, is how I see it. So. Because, I mean, there's so many businesses pop up. You know, this is the thing, this is kind of the thing like Richard Wilson does, go, in, go into these motor carriers. I mean, they're running a the business, but they don't know the regulations. So you're going to have to take a test uh, proving that you understand the regulations, HOS and everything, sort, you know. Sort of, like so. a, uh, sort of like a proficiency exam, basically, right? A what now? A proficiency, did a you say? Yeah. Yeah, a yeah that's, a good, way, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of fly-by-night carriers out here, you know, like, say, uh, chameleon carriers, that's a whole lot the agents refer to them to where if they get involved in a major accident, the authority gets revoked, they'll come back as another carrier. A lot of the bus companies are doing that, too. I think it's what went on with the bus companies in recent years is what uh, pretty much uh, spurred this throughout the whole transportation industry. But then there's... Uh, like I said, a lot of fly-by-nighters in the trucking industry that do the same damn thing. I mean, a lot of outlaw carriers that uh, operate in a rogue manner and uh, make it harder for the rest of us by, yeah, because, I mean, like a lot of people uh, don't like more regulation. But you know what? you got to think about most every regulation out there, something had to have taken place for it to be triggered to begin with. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of this fly-by-night, like you're saying, I mean, I have it here in front of me. I mean, it... it this kind of labels it out pretty simple. I mean, this, uh, these, I'm just quoting here, these provisions require the assessment of the applicant's knowledge of regulations and industry practices. So that's basically what it is, a proficiency test, like you said. But like you said, I mean, there's a bunch of businesses out there that uh, ha- have no knowledge of regulations, don't care to have any knowledge of regulations, so apparently they're going to put them to the test, and if they fail... Well, that's they don't get their authority, or they don't get their business license, and or whatever their broker license, yeah, whatever they're trying I, to do. Well, the upside to this is it would also uh, make sure that uh, uh, those people uh, are proficient enough in the English language to understand the rules and everything. Because you have a lot of, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to sound prejudiced, okay, but you have a lot of Eastern Europeans and foreigners and whatnot that came over here, and they could barely speak the English language, let alone understand any of the regulations that we run under. And uh, those same drivers will run straight through from Cal- uh, Chicago all the way out to California and turn around and come back. So a little driver, they'll do that run straight through not knowing the regulations at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we uh, you know, that's the thing. I mean, this is going to be for, for new applicants. I mean, what about the ones like that that are well, already out there? That's what I was saying. I have a feeling it's going to dribble into uh, into you know, established businesses also. I, I, I just have that feeling, you know. Well, I mean, you're right, because it says, uh, I mean, this is all under the MAP 21 highway bill passing in uh, 2012 in Congress, but it says it could potentially apply to existing businesses in certain circumstances. Um, certain well, circumstances, that, they're the key words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now what, is, what does that mean? They don't, but, you know, that, that's a good point, because... Uh, 
there's a lot of them out there that really shouldn't be operating still. So well, that's, that's what I'm saying. If they're, uh, if, they, if they're repeat offenders, they have a lot of log violations, high number of accidents, uh, you know, bad CSA scores, things of that nature. Those are probably the ones that would be targeted for that, whereas carriers uh, that do have a good safety record would pretty much be left alone and you know, not have to worry about it. Well, I think it's going to be one of those things, you know, once they start with the listening session, okay, uh, you're just going to have to sit back and watch where it goes because you know it's going to happen. Uh, that's a that's a definite. But you'll have to just see how far it goes. And um, when when I looked at it and started reading it, I thought, wow, this almost, to me, looks like a way to bring back regu- the regulation of the, uh, what would you say it was, 1980 is when it stopped? Yes. So um, it, it it's kind of a... I don't know. It looks well, like it might be going in that direction, but you know, that's just my opinion. I, I mean, I don't know. It's a rough form of regulation, but I mean, I mean, uh, it's not going to have anything to do with tariff pricing or setting your own rates or anything like that. But okay. I mean, exactly. it is, a, you know. So, but it is a. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're just they sit around trying to come up with things, but there's. I don't know. We'll have to watch this because this is a. This is still a, a little flaky in a lot of ways, but I mean it's a good it's good in a, in some ways, but uh, well, it was it was mandated by Congress. Now I guess it's just, yeah. they just need to know how to do it. You know, it's like okay, we're going to do it now. The next stage is how do we do it? So yeah, they're kind of getting ideas. Um, you know, they're asking people like examples. Should the exam be limited to? the applicable FMCSA regulations or include both the regulations and industry best practices. So they, they're, they're asking people their opinions of all this stuff. So anyway, we'll just um, just wait and see uh, what goes on with it. Yeah, so there are there a lot of things go. going on. But anyway, well, you got me thinking about my vacation now, Jeff, so. Well, yeah. I hope you had uh, Take some time away to enjoy yourself, my friend. That's the best thing that uh, any of us can do, really. Oh, well, we will. <laughs> we will. Hey, listen, listen, appreciate you. I know you probably have to run. You spend a lot of time with us. I appreciate it. But thanks for uh, thanks for hanging with us this evening. Where, where are you at? What state are you in now? I'm in Texas right now. I'm actually going to Wichita Falls. I'm on my way to Boise, Idaho for Monday morning. So I've got a little bit of uh Time oh. to uh, let my hours let my hours stack up my law books. So once I get out there, I can run like hell to wherever I'm going and keep it legal. So um, that's what I'm doing right now. But uh, I was in Dallas for the last couple of days and took some took care of some stuff that I had to do and uh, made use of that time. You know, I had to take a break for and let my hours catch up and stuff and uh, got not catch up, should I say, but let let some hours come back in my law book where I could run legally and. Uh, everything else too so it all worked out good and uh got some repairs done on my pickup and everything so i have less to worry about whenever i go home to san antonio here in about two or three weeks so, there you go you say you say you're headed to boise idaho yes sir now what's the weather going on up there i haven't paid any, i hope all that winter stuff's gone well it doesn't appear to be that bad i've already checked the weather and route it looks like it's supposed to just gonna be cold i really won't have much in the way of uh, winter weather to worry about, except for maybe in parts of uh, Wyoming when I go across I-80 after I get through Laramie and head over Elk Mountain and work my way out towards uh, Evanston and all that. There might be a little bit of an issue there, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you got to keep an ear to the ground and just uh, 
hope the best be prepared for it, you know, and if uh, something goes wrong, just uh, don't stress over it, you know. That's all I can do, just, uh, you know, park it and uh, get off the road and let everybody else that's going to be out there crash and uh, destroy everything before you get back out there again if they ever open the roads up. There you go. Well, listen, I know exactly where you're going. Be, be safe out there, and I uh, hope, hope you have a good trip. Thank, I appreciate you yeah, calling in this do. evening. Not a problem. I'm going to be listening in for the rest of the show unless you guys want to bring me in for anything. So I'll be here. All right. All right. We'll do it. Thanks. And uh, I tell you what, Don, we'll take a quick break and come back. you got announcements and stuff and everything this yeah, evening? Yeah, I, I have a couple announcements. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll take a quick break, let everybody grab some coffee, whatever they need to do, and we'll be right You're back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. What's up, truckers? Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas, but they never work for trucking companies. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. And when you call truckerlawyers, TruckerLawyers.com. Be sure to mention that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. And uh, Donnie, you're over there. You're looking through your notes and what do you have for this evening? Well, I got a I got a couple of things here. One of the things um we didn't get to touch on it um in the in the show, but it was a um comment section that was going on the FMCSA had. It was for that motor carrier management information system. Oh yeah. Changes to improve uniformity in the treatment of inspection violation data. And um I just want to say that um uh, probably most of our listeners know about this already, but uh, all violations in the past that uh, you received on a roadside inspection, uh, if you went to court and had them dismissed, they would still remain um, on your uh, PSP or your um, 
or your or your mickness. So now that's all changed. That once that citation is uh, is is they call it here. I'll read it to you. MCMIS will be modified to accept adjudication information concerning a citation associated with a violation that was dismissed or resulted in finding of not guilty or resulted in a conviction of a different or lesser charge or resulted in conviction of the original charge. Um, I think that's a huge thing uh, because this was this was really. <laughs> they always put it in. You know, why don't you just say what it is in simple terms? Well, basically, <laughs> if you have if you have a um, what do you call it when you fight something? Uh, if you if you if you want to um, dispute a dispute. violation right. that you received from a roadside inspection, right? And you went to Data Q or you went you went to the courts. And they and they said, okay, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know that that that's wrong. They could still keep it on your record. Well, now what it's saying is that uh, it, once once it gets released and you're found not guilty and it's dismissed, then it no longer will exist. And I think this is a huge step in the right direction uh, for uh, for everybody. So um, I did want to, you know, hopefully next time we can discuss that even a, a little more. Well, it only makes sense. I mean, if you, I mean, it's, it's your right to go to court and dispute something. If the judge agrees and the court throws it out, it should come off your PSP. Right. So, uh, but there's, you know, some people, you know, I guess don't agree. I think 90% of the comments, there were 112 comments on this, and uh, I would say 90% were in favor of it. But then there was a few off-the-wall people who didn't agree, and we don't have time tonight to discuss some of the comments that went on. Uh, but well, I can, I can imagine. I mean, they're already probably saying, like, well, if you're guilty, you're guilty. But the thing is, it's your right to fight it in court, and if the court agrees and throws it out, you you've just uh, exercised your right under the judicial system. That's right. Right. So yeah. So anyway, so, I I just think it's a step in the right direction. Everybody's forever. out there probably scratching their head, going, "What are they talking about?" Yeah. Well, I, I mean, anybody who's ever had a violation and they felt it was wrong. Here's something though that I want to just throw out there, and. Uh, it's still warning tickets. You can't fight a warning ticket, so they're going to have to do something about that because that does remain on your PSP and on your record. So uh, I think I think you know that has to come up next because these these warning tickets are really hurting a lot of people. But we'll save that uh, for another show, and we we'll, we'll just kind of uh, keep it keep it tucked away because I think there's a lot to talk about with this next time but for t- we'll just end it where it's a step in the right direction and a stepping stone probably to um, start talking about the warning tickets and what are they going to do about those so um, on, a, on a happier note um, Tony Justice has his Apple Pie Moonshine CD uh, in all the major truck stops they continue to reorder them because they can't keep them on the shelves so, when you go to Love's Petro or Pilot, uh, make sure you look for Tony Justice's um, Apple Pie Moonshine CD. Um, it's a tremendous CD. We played the songs on a show about two months ago and had a lot of positive feedback, and all the feedback he's receiving um, is great. And Yeah, uh, I'll play it again, but I don't, I don't have his permission, so I'm going to hold off. 
Okay. Well, that was before it was released, so we'll have to we'll have to try to get that MP3 again. I think. Do you still have it? On oh, that? I have it. But, oh, okay. But I I'm not for sure if he wants me to play it. So. Yeah. No, that was before uh, they had released it in the stores. So <laughs> you want me to play it, but I'm not going to play it until Tony tells me it's okay. <laughs> it's a good song, though. Yeah, they're all good on that uh, <laughs> CD. So Apple Pie Moonshine. Make sure you pick it up over at Petro Pilot and. Uh, and loves. Um, we want to just mention uh, something about our social media. Um, most of our listeners know that uh, many people associate us with social media, especially after the truck driver social media conventions. Um, uh, we would like to take a moment right now to recognize those who have uh, supported us and are associated with us on Ask the Trucker, Blog Talk Radio, and our social media sites. And I just want to say that all our sponsors and advertisers, um, they're, they're people who maintain the required elements of trust and transparency. We're very proud to have them as uh, sponsors with us, uh, supporters. Uh, they've been supporters of uh, either the, the convention, like I said, Blog Talk Radio, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all, all everything that, that we do. So I just want to give a great shout-out to everybody, and uh, I hope our listeners support them. Uh, TruckerToTrucker.com, Pinnacle Truck Driver Training Schools, Vorblade, Onboard Oil Tech, Truck Help, Go CDL Jobs, Truckers America, Trucker Lawyers, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, Lake Cumberland Training School, Tony Justice Music, and TCRG Consulting. So uh, we thank you um, for being a part of our uh, social media, what we call our circle of trust. Another thing I want to just share with everybody is uh, for all the uh, newcomers coming to the industry to check out the website truthabouttrucking.com. And that's all three words squished together, .com, truthabouttrucking.com. There's a lot of great articles on there to, for those looking into the industry, CDL students, new drivers, and a lot of great download material for you on there. Uh, of course, we have askthetrucker.com. It's got some great articles on there. If you go in the top search bar, uh, you can search the site using any search term. Let's say you're you're looking into CDL training, for example. Uh, just type in CDL training and you'll get all the articles uh, associated with CDL training. If you're looking into CSA um, or uh, HOS, EOBRs, whatever it is, it's, it's great because you can search the site uh, by a keyword search and all the articles are come, come up and, and there's hundreds of them on there. So um, that's something that a lot of people don't know. And I try to tell them, you know, if they're looking for something, just use the search bar on the site and you'll find whatever article you need on there. Um, but for now, that's all I have for now tonight, unless you can think of an, another announcement. Anybody um, listening, if, if you know of an announcement, give us the last call to call in. And if not, we're gonna we're just going to end tonight. And we have a lot of great shows lined up. We've got... Uh, 
more blade will be coming on, um, and uh, onboard oil tech, and uh, we have Mike Tabman, who's also uh, scheduled to come in, uh, Pinnacle Truck Driver Training. We have a lot of great shows uh, scheduled for um, January and February, so I hope everybody joins in. We'll, we'll have them posted up on the radio and Facebook, Twitter, and Ask the Trucker. So just keep listening, um, and thank you so much for all your support. All for the new year, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot going on for the new year. All right, sounds good. Appreciate you tuning in and listening online through the archives, however it is. I know a lot of you driving and catch us through the archives, so we appreciate it. And we'll leave you with fellow uh, professional truck driver Tony Justice. Check him out at TonyJusticeMusic.com with Peterbilt 379. And on behalf of Donna Smith, TruthAboutTrucking.com, AskTheTrucker.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Truth About Trucking Live. I'm Alan Smith, Drive Safe. And thanks for listening. I've got two log books, I've got a record to keep. I got a one on my dash, one on the seat. I got the chrome polished up and she's a looking girl. Been home too long, it's starting to show When I get that itch, Lord, I'm ready to roll When you see me come and get out of my way I got a hot load of bread, I can't be late I'm gonna make my destination come a rain or shine And my suit up, signed up, get you there by fun of Peter Bill 379 The wind in my hair and the hammer down I'm 1,200 miles from the guitar town Six days on the road on my radio I've done four five and one left to go I'm the founding father of the left lane game Those slow cold drivers driving me insane When you see me come and get out of my way Get you there, my son of Peter Bill.